Hey everybody, what's up? How you doing? This is your host, Brent Reed of Downright Sports Radio. Um, starting off a little different today because I have a little more of a <coughs> somber beginning, if you will. But uh, thank you all for listening. Downright Sports is a sports show for the sports fan. Um, you can listen to Downright Sports every Tuesdays and Thursdays. At DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one source for hip hop and R&B. You can also listen to the show in uh, Canada. Believe that one. Uh, uh, OutlawRadioFM.com or um, ninety-seven point seven uh, Outlaw Radio, um, which is so awesome all in itself. I really appreciate being on the station, being in Canada, if you will. And then now, if you're listening, on Wednesdays, you can now hear the show on uh, Street Madness Radio, streetmadnessradio.com, out of Atlanta. So Downray Sports is just all over the place now, and it's uh, pretty cool, if I may say, to have a home everywhere. Um and well, home in a lot more places, and then I was like, not Cole Hogan down on <laughs> embarrassing. And then, uh, of course, you can download the podcast, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and Google Play as I place Hulk Hogan back up. So, the reason why I'm not firing out of a cannon, as I always have done in every other show, is because <laughs> so. Let's circle back a little bit, all right? A few weeks uh, now, almost two weeks now, uh, the uh, uh, report came out from Washington Journal of these emails that were leaked from now former Raiders head coach John Gruden, in which when I did my last show, he still had a job. (laughs) Just goes to show you shouldn't record first thing in the morning anymore. Um, the The original things that was leaked, I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't. Okay, so I didn't get a copy of the emails, if you really want to know. And I just thought, oh, okay. He just he used poorly choice in describing somebody. Then the rest of the emails came out and it was like, oh, John, you messed up. <laughs> like, you, you, took the ball, you took the pebble and you walked to the edge. And there was small children and kittens and baby ducks. And you just dropped the boulder on top of them with no remorse. Turned around and lit a cigar and was just like, yeah, that's my life. But, fortunately, um, tolerance and times are a lot better and a lot different. A lot of people would say times are different. No, it's just, they're not different, just the tolerance is gotten, you know, people aren't tolerating people's crap anymore. (laughs) If that is, you know, you know, just... Being thinking being an okay to just do and say whatever you want is just you know <laughs> so it's just not no it's a no it's a, it's a no. Um, with that being said, I'm still want to know. So the reason why the emails became such a big deal was well is because the NFL is investigating some things with the Washington Football Team, and it seems like John. Gruden was basically emailing Bruce Allen, who was the former general manager of the team, was a friend of his. They worked together on the Raiders, etc., etc., etc. But <laughs> it makes me laugh because there's more to this that's coming, and when it gets here, buckle up. So all of us that remember the early 2000s when the steroid scandal hit baseball and there was all these congressional hearings and you're evil you cheated the game of baseball well I had nothing to do with regular life that just had to do with a sport that's played between March and October a sport in which I love by the way I love dearly and but steroids happen and quite frankly I didn't think it was that catastrophic I just was like all right guys was juicing up to get better what's the issue here well they're cheating the game eh <laughs> like, calm down. There's been worse people that played the game of baseball. Trust me and done worse. But in this case, with the NFL 
And it's, you know, it seems like, and I wrote down here what more for Roger Goodell. Because honestly, what more for Roger Goodell? It seems like ever since Roger Goodell has taken over as commissioner, he inherited the job of a firefighter or a first responder or a PR guy. Because since day one, he's had to deal with mess after mess after mess. Where years before Roger Goodell took over, well, it was just pretty much hunky-dory. Guys playing football, getting old concussed, and... <laughs> and People betting on it. So, it seems like, you know, when Roger Goodell became the commissioner, it just turned into, like, it's time for problems. <laughs> Issue every problem. The 42-year-old guy from Georgetown, New York, um, Mr. Roger Goodell, sons of Charles Goodell and Gene uh, Rice Goodell. Uh, strong names. Strong names. <laughs> Uh, it's just interesting, if you say the least. Uh, he took over in 2006. He's the sixth league commissioner for the NFL. Um, and the game has grown, but the game could have grown with me as commissioner, if you really want to know the truth. Like, any, you know, I could have put in my dogs in there and the game would have grew. Because the game is popular. People like the game. They like to see fast pace it's a beautiful game when it's you know it's just beautiful it's played fantastically you're talking about big men that are fast and acrobatic and move better than anybody you've ever seen before you know basketball players are athletic and graceful but you're talking about like 300 almost 300 pound plus men moving in one sink and moving this way and that way without being clumsy, you know, it's pretty impressive. That's what makes the game so beautiful. But since Paul Tackleyblue stepped down in 2006 and Roger Goodell stepped into place and took over, he basically just, it just became like, all right, Roger, here's a list of problems we have. Solve them. First one, there's a lot of stuff with concussions. You need to solve that right away. That may be the biggest topic, all right? Uh, oh, then, Roger, there's a bunch of other stuff, too, you probably want to take over. Like, um, oh, yeah, they ain't, they're not hiring too many black guys as coaches yet. Yeah, Roger, what you going to do about that one? Uh, Roger, oh, this player, we got an issue, Roger. A lot of players are hitting women. We don't understand why these women are just making players hit them. We don't get this. Like, mm. Just, oh, 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 and Roger, by the way, uh, there's a guy that wants to kneel for some odd godforsaken reason. Can you take care of that one, too? Like, <laughs> it's just, it just became, and now there's this. Oh, oh, Roger, one more thing. Fans are kind of, um, people are changing the way they think out loud. It's getting, it's interesting, Roger. They don't think that the Washington Redskins name should exist anymore. You probably... Yeah, you should look into that one, and um, yeah, I think that's it for now, Roger. But hey, hey, we do pay you damn near a lot of money to handle all this, so you you handle that. You, go ahead and fix that. And each time, Roger Goodell has seemed to find a way to pick up the rug and just sweep, and pick up the rug and just sweep, and then pick up the rug and just sweep. But there's only but so much you can sweep under the rug before the rug gets fat. And then it all comes out. And we think we're about to reach that critical point. I think these eat like the, people are like, hold on, wait. So there are more emails? And it's more it's not just John Gruden's others? Like, well, what are the other emails saying? And then I feel like there's no other emails. But they're saying there's more emails. <laughs> nah, there's no more emails. But wait, but he was he, what? There's no more email. Like, weren't you guys investigating the Redskins? I mean, excuse me. Weren't you guys investigating the Washington football team? No, no, you had it right. We were investigating the Redskins, but they ain't really do. But wait, didn't something come out that the owner had people make videos of the cheerleaders naked to give to him? How's that right? Uh, you know, it's, it's all right. So, again, that rug is gonna start getting real thick and get real full before all of a sudden, um. Things are just going to start popping out. So, 
The question is, how much longer can the NFL survive? This The NFL commissioner job is not for life. So, how much longer can we possibly see John, uh, uh, not John Gruen, uh, Roger Goodell as commissioner? Now, who else is in these emails? Basically, that will come out. I don't have access to that. Everything will come. Everything in dark eventually comes out in the light. That is a, uh, that is a fact. But should this be now the breaking point where the NFL, who every football game has stuff spray painted on the field for propaganda uses the same way they kind of did with breast cancer awareness where they had the players wear pink. It's October. It seems like they've pulled back on that. Oh, because they got called out on that one. And then they also got called out on the fact like they were charging the military to basically promote the one thing they said they love. And now, oh, this is happening. So, do we find ourselves now in, maybe it's not today, maybe it's not tomorrow, but do we find ourselves, because if we know anything about history, it's only a matter of time, and they gonna, and whoever's holding that, that whoever's standing on that rug waiting to step on and let all that stuff out, they're going to wait for the opportune moment, and is that the time where now all of a sudden either Goodell's got to find a new job, or which he doesn't have to work ever again, or is it time for the Washington football team to say bye-bye to Dan Snyder, the owner of the team, because apparently he's been a naughty, naughty, naughty boy. Now, the NBA, totally different. Players pretty much got total rain over there, and when the players was like, Oh, yeah, that guy Donald Sterling, yeah, we ain't going to tolerate that. You know, we're, we're, we're just not going to allow him to, you know, say, I don't want you hanging out with them on Instagram. Bill Burr's got a good joke about that, actually, because that old Instagram gets everybody in trouble. But I don't mean to go away. But Dan Snyder basically, you know, had to take away the, the, the Washington team's former name basically because yeah it was yeah no people were just not going for it anymore not to mention like they the team the franchise is terrible this is a rich franchise with winning traditions and a hall of fame head coach and countless hall you know hall of fame players and recently the team has just been embarrassing <laughs> needless to say like they picked you know like right now i can't tell you how ron rivera is still coaching that team and you know, they thought their their franchise was going to be led by a quarterback that was just, like, old. He's not old. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick was not your answer. I don't know what made you think he was. And the guy who was the backup definitely not your answer. So, not quite sure what Dan Snyder's got going on. Oh, and by the way, he wants a new stadium built. Either in D.C., Virginia, or Maryland, he wants a new stadium built. Which I think your team should have 10 winning seasons before you get a new stadium. Like, I don't think you deserve a new stadium just because you stood on a mountain and said, I deserve a new stadium. You know, I, don't, I just don't understand it. <laughs> but, I digress. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Snyder took over the team in 99. I remember when he took over the team because he signed Deion Sanders. And I was like, why? But... These emails, when they do get exposed, it will expose more than what we think. And maybe it won't. Maybe it won't expose nothing. Maybe John Gruden is the only collateral damage. People joke and say, well, for now until ESPN hires him. But I don't think that's going to happen. Because with all the stuff that had came out, it's pretty much done deal. He's going away. He's going to that same island that Kevin Spacey, Bill Cosby... And everybody else has to go to because, oh, yeah, by the way, that crap's just not tolerated in New York. You know what I'm saying? People weren't really a fan of it before, but there was no, you know, just told to shut up and deal with it. But now you don't have to. So, it, the NFL barely squeaked away from the Ray Rice situation and the countless other guys who was out there just like, 
oh yeah, I'm just gonna like hit this. Girl. I'm hit my girl and just call it a night. Like they kind of escaped that. They set some new policies in place and they started escaping that little by little. They squeaked out from underneath the Colin Kaepernick and taking the knee because he felt the social injustice and he wanted to make a stand. So they kind of squeaked out of that. But this may be the stop sign because there's a lot of stuff you can't have where the owner of the team is secretly taping cheerleaders or apparently making cheerleaders become escorts on the week. Hey, Monday through Saturday, girls, need you to go out there and make daddy his money. On Sunday, just make sure you're there to shake the pom-poms. But back on Monday, hanky-panky as usual. Like, you can't have that. That's You can't have that. You can't have stuff coming out where... Coaches basically are just like, yeah, those black guys, <laughs> forget about them. Or <laughs> can't have any gay guys on the team. Like, yeah. no. Now I said on the show last week. I said it last week, and I this before I knew anything. I was like, I know we all attacking John Gruden, but do you think if he's if he's comfortable? Now here's the part that's funny to me. Here's where it gets funny. <laughs> he was comfortable. Sharing an email on a work computer to a guy that's employed by the NFL on his work computer in his work email. And they were just comfortable just swapping. I, I, I got a work email through the place that employs me. I can't send them kind of emails that they were sending. I can't just randomly, dear so-and-so, <laughs> let me tell you. Like, no. It's <laughs> like that. Did neither one of them hear text messaging? No, it's not the point, but I'm just saying, like, you could have text that? That's your personal text messaging. Well, nah, forget about it. Let me just write this in the work thing. So, do you honestly think that they are the only two that was that have this conversation? Do you think none of the 32 other owners have these talks? Do you think this is the reason why I said this last week? Do you think this is the reason why there are 32 white owners, white men owners? It's because they're just so open-minded. <laughs> like, come on, like enough, you know. You know, like it's gonna be interesting, and I can't, I can't wait to talk about it when it all happens. And if it doesn't happen, because the NFL, they nobody dodges bullets better than the NFL. Maybe Neo from the Matrix or Superman. Superman doesn't even dodge them. That's the NFL. They're more like Superman. They don't dodge them. They just let it hit them, and there's nothing you could do. But Eventually, they're going to hit a pain point somewhere, and it's going to make people go, ooh, okay. Because, like, one thing the NFL doesn't want to admit, there are people, now everybody's going to every game. Just a few years ago, the uh, Washington football team was not filling out that stadium at all. A lot of empty seats. A lot of empty seats, and they are not the only ones. Because, hey, it's expensive as heck, but it's just saying... Like, eventually, it's going to start, like, when that whole co- concussion thing, ha- you know, and not happened, but continues, they saw, uh, you know, they saw a diminishment in the youth football program. Now, it's still going to be play. Football's not going anywhere. I don't think it is. I don't want to. I watch it. But, you know, it's going to be safer. But I am curious to see what's going to happen. I also wrote here that it's, if it's wrong, it's not PC. Like, I know, oh, my God, the PC police is out. But... Wrong is wrong at the end of the day. Now, I will say this. I will say this. To play devil's advocate, the stuff did happen 10 years ago. It's very much possible the things that happened with Gruden, maybe he learned from it. It was 10 years ago. But nobody ever checked him on it 10 years ago. So what will make him change his mind? Maybe he did. I don't know. I don't personally know the man. I don't want to cast judgment. All I'm saying is, this is not me casting judgment. This is me just basically saying, it's very, very, very much possible there's more to this story that they haven't released yet. And then when it does become public knowledge, it gets released. Roger Goodell is either going to earn his paycheck or we're going to see a new commissioner in the years to come because... A few years ago, I think they kind of want Jerry Jones was leading the march to kind of get rid of his butt anyway. And they were like, nah, Jay, leave him. He's, you know, as long as that brick, as, as they were complaining about him, they were counting their money. I don't know, Jerry, he ain't doing too bad, you know. 
How much you got? Another billion? I got another billion too. Good lord. That's not enough this year. We need more. <laughs> anyway, hey, this is Downright Sports. I want to thank everybody for uh, uh, listening, tuning in. I want to welcome our new helm, if you will. Um, let me make sure I get this one right. I don't know why I'm terrible with names in general. It took me a month to probably learn my own name. That's just sad. But uh, I want to welcome our new home at um, uh, Street Madness Radio. Uh, you can catch me there um, Wednesdays at, uh, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> you can catch me there Wednesdays. Uh, 11 o'clock, yes, tune in Wednesdays at 11 o'clock, Street Radio, Street Madness Radio, uh, Downray Sports, another home for them, for me, who the heck is them, I'm them, um, Atlanta Hip Hop R&B Digital Station, 24-7 music, DJs, talk shows, interviews, and more, stream us at Live 360 Official, and uh, click um, and listen, go to uh, official Street Madness Radio, and um, so happy. Now I'm in Atlanta, and then also Sundays at ten o'clock at uh, Outlaw Radio, and then of course Tuesdays and Thursdays DynastyRadioNY.com, and then you can download. God, I'm gonna have to do a recording for this. Cause this is coming a lot. It was easy. It was like two places, but when we come back. We're going to get back in to on the field, on the court activity. Uh, we're going to play some music today. I don't know why I picked. All right, you're just going to get two shows, two songs at the end of the show. <laughs> just that simple. Anywho, this is Downright Sports. Once upon a time, there was a young basketball player who had dreams of becoming one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Hey, this is Kobe Bryant, 17 years old. What's going on, world? It's the one and only DJ Chase, the host of the Pre-Game Party Miss Podcast. Where every week, new episodes, every month, new interviews. You know what it is, DJ Chase, the Worldwide Sounds Records, Pre-Game Party Miss Podcast. Lock in with me, lock in, get in tune, learn about the music business, learn about tips, tips yeah. and tricks of the music this business. You know what it is, man. Shout out to Downright Sports. To all the teachers that told me I never messed with nothing. Yeah. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. So. And all the niggas in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard, you never thought that hip-hop would take it this far Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade Born sinner, the opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Capri Funk, Master Flex, Love Bug, Star Ski I'm blowing up like you thought I would Call a crib, same number, same hood It's all good uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga I made the change from a common thief to a 
know what Robin Leach And I'm far from cheap I smoke stuff with my peeps all day Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way The Moet and Alize keep me pissy Girls used to diss me Now they write letters cause they miss me I never thought it could happen This rapping stuff I was too used to packing gats and stuff Now honeys play me close like butter play toast From the Mississippi down to the East Coast Condos and Queens in dough for weeks Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak Living life without fear Putting five carrots in my baby girl ear Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool Considered a fool cause I dropped out of high school Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood And it's still all good, uh And if you don't know, now you know, nigga Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this 50-inch screen, money green, leather sofa Got two rides, a limousine with the chauffeur Phone bill about 2G's flat No need to worry, my accountant handles that And my whole crew is lounging Celebrating every day, no more public housing Thinking back on my one-room shack Now my mom pimps a act with minks on the back And she loves to show me off, of course Smiles every time my face is up in the sauce We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us No heat, wonder why Christmas missed us Birthdays was the worst days Now we sip champagne when we thirsty uh, Damn right I like the life I live Cause I went from negative to positive And it's all And if you don't know, now you know, nigga uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Representing B-Town in the house. Junior Mafia, Math Label. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, a little more energy, a little different. First segment was very, you know, summer. I had no cold open. Just had to get into it. That was a weird way of me apologizing for last week. I'm <laughs> just, it was a weird way for me to apologize. All right. I, uh, again, had no idea there was more coming. Taught me a lesson. Shut up and told all the stuff. <laughs> so, pretty much. Hey, this is Downright Sports. I'm your host, Brent Reed, the notorious sports critic. For all the sports fans out there, hopefully, if you listen on Street Madness Radio, and this is the first time you're hearing the show, you stuck around long enough to hear the whole show and hear what the show is really about and how I'm bringing it. All right, so... Um, the NBA play, not NBA playoffs, the baseball playoffs is going on, which by the way, got to add to the news bulletin, but, uh, the NBA season kicks off tonight. Um, I know if you're watching on Facebook live, you're like, what's he talking about? The show plays the rest of the week. Uh, if you're listening on street madness, you're wondering what does he mean by tonight? Oh, that's because the show is is recorded for two. I'm going to start changing that a little bit, but, um, Listen, for sake of, for sake of it all, the NBA season starts Tuesday, uh, October nineteenth, uh, uh, if you will. Uh, Brooklyn takes on 
the uh, defending world champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the uh, Lakers take on the Golden State Warriors uh, in a must-watch game, uh, if you will, because I said it last week in the NBA preview show, this season will be the year of LeBron, for good or bad, the 75th anniversary season will be the year of LeBron. Why? Because everything is at stake for this man. I know all of you have already cemented him. You've made, but the Lakers have went out and they went in the sem- They called the old Avengers and they assembled the Expendables for his last run. So we're going to see how it goes. I feel if he, you know. Does what I think he's going to do. He will win the MVP award this year. It's not going to be Trey Young. It's not going to be the Greek Freak. It's not going to be Steph Curry. It ain't going to be anybody. Because anybody foolish not to vote for him this year. After I think he's going to have the year he's going to have. You would be. You'd be betting on the wrong horse. But with that being said. This year we have a new crop of uh, rookies. The class of 2021. They kind of came in a little quiet after. The year that was in uh, the NBA, I mean, last season in the NCAA, little, 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 you know, little fanfare, all right? So, there's some guys that, you know, we kind of keep an eye on. The number one pick, uh, Chad Cunningham, did not bet. He didn't play in the, po- in the preseason. He had an ankle injury, hoping we see him um, this season. You know, I'm really high on this guy. Very hybrid-like player. Uh, 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 tall, athletic, could shoot, could dribble, could dribble, uh, uh, a young man that I'm expecting big things for. But we have noticed a common trend in the last few years. Some of our rookies, especially bigger picks, it's kind of they're coming in with more hype than they are with. We're long days away from that early days draft class. Of when LeBron's came in and the Wades, and then later years you had the Whites and Darren Williams and the Chris Pauls, and you know there was just a bop bop bop, and then you had Anthony Davises, the Blake Griffins, the Kyrie Irvings, uh, the Kevin Durant's. Uh, you know it, it was just like it just kept we kept hit you know bringing out the hits, and it just seemed like more recently the hits are getting a little more quiet. Because <laughs> think about this. Was Andrew Wiggins? Someone you calling him the, the Canadian LeBron or whatever. And he's kind of just, he's turned into a small journeyman a little bit now. We're going to see what this year will bring for him in Golden State, you know, his second year there. But I said something to somebody about him. And it made, because it made me think, I thought about it. I was like, wait a minute. LeBron has a good eye for talent. He wants to play with the best. Like, Clearly, hey, I want to play with the best. The moment he said, hey, I'm going back to Cleveland, he didn't tell Cleveland, yo, keep that kid Wiggins. He was like, yo, uh, yeah, yeah, I can pretty much send him. Go give me Kevin Love. So it makes me wonder, is this like the best we're going to see of Wiggins? I truly think so. I, 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 NBA kind of sums up your career in the first, like, two to three years. Like, the moment you come in the league, either you are a monster and you're a superstar, or you're just you know above average basketball player in the world, which is perfectly fine as long as the check keeps clearing in. But you shouldn't hold any hope on him. So hopefully that doesn't happen with Chad Cunningham. But surprisingly enough, the guys who've been balling out this preseason, Jared Butler, uh, formerly of Butler, uh, played Chad Butler, who played at Baylor, drafted by Utah. He averaged 18 points this preseason. Which brings me to, if he can play, continue to play the way he has with Utah, the way it's currently constructed. They already got a pretty good, they got a very good head coach. They have a good roster that makes them the best team. They kind of got that old school Spurs look around them a little bit. But you add this guy. If he can give you 18 with a Devin Mitchell who is a baller. Balls, balls, ball could score with the best of them. Could defend. You add him with Rudy Gobert, who's a great 
defensive player, great defensive player, a Jordan Clarkson who's a fantastic player. Lakers is probably looking back going, why do we get rid of him and Randolph again? And then you just, that other group of guys, that team is constructed. I know I got the Lakers going, but if they don't make it, it could be because of this Utah team because if Butler adds to what the team already has and he just fits in, you watch out. You're going to see a team that was the best team in the West last year, record-wise, just, you know, take it to a whole nother level. And offense, it never hurts you to have more offense. That never hurts. That transcends to any team. Trust and believe. Preseason is different, though. Guys don't play the same. But basketball, one thing about basketball, that ball don't lie. And the average 18 points in the amount of time he was playing is pretty doggone good. So, hope to see him ball out. The, uh, another guy that we should probably, um, Evan Mobley, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, doing what he looks like he's going to be good at, rebounding and blocking shots. I wouldn't expect him to be scoring a ton of points. It doesn't. I, I'm not looking. Right now, he averaged around eight points this preseason. Cleveland, that's still that's a team five years away. Like you no know, no but if he turns out to be a pretty good defensive guy and a pretty good rebounding guy, that you can't help you can't him with Jared Allen, you can't hurt to have that combination. You know, Jared Allen can't get all the rebounds, can't block all the shots, and you got two shot blockers. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Cleveland's taking the same formula from the Jazz, taking the same formula from the Denver Nuggets. And building your team with guy athletic bigs who can score and defend, protect the rim. Because one thing we learned in the finals, you can protect the rim, you can win games. Oh, but that's just common sense in basketball. <laughs> All right. Uh, but an interesting player that I didn't check the numbers on was Jalen Green, drafted by Houston. Uh, the number two pick. And I'm curious because he played in the G League last year. The G League stands for the Gatorade League. Believe that. And um, Houston obviously just tore the whole thing down and just said, forget it. Like, we don't care anymore. Like, this is, this is, no, we don't want to do it anymore. But he's draft. you know, he gets drafted by Houston. And I think he didn't play in the preseason either. Because when I looked up his numbers, he had no numbers. But in the G League, he was, I saw his highlights, and the kid could hoop. He could ball. So you, if he, what he, he's already got going on the road under his belt. He's already got being in the professional locker room. So I'm curious how that will pan out for this Rockets team, and who will be rookie of the year in the G League. Um, last year, he averaged 17. Po- he averaged 18 points a game, pretty much. So can he, you know, he wasn't burning it down point-wise, but, you know, if he could bring that 18 points and add to it, you know, we could possibly be seeing a very, very good player for years to come. And, again, he's already got that grizzledness for just, you know, having to play in work. I can't believe he was born in 2002. That just makes me feel old. So it's going to be it's going to be real interesting to see how, the NBA season plays out with his rookies, which rookie's going to emerge to be the guy. Because we're still waiting. You know, Zion had a pretty good year last year. As he was a rookie two years ago. He had a pretty good year last year, but, you know, his injuries are starting to creep up, and that worries us. So that worries me. I'm a Zion fan. I'm not a Pelicans fan, but, I'm you know, the Knicks are like, there's so much talk about him joining the Knicks. It's in the Knicks' history to go after damaged goods. The Knicks are like a dad getting ready to send their kid to college, and they, the kid that kid needs a car. The Knicks always like to buy the used car. There's a nicer car. They cost a little bit more, but the Knicks, like that dad, that car has character. I'm going to overpay what Kelly Blue Book says, and we're going to get you that car. You want a car with a little more miles on it. You know, you're a new driver. You want something that, you know, you got to put transmission fluid in it every other day. That's just, that's what daddy thinks, and daddy knows what he's talking about. The Knicks is also run by a complete lunatic. Now, with that being said, let's wrap this NBA segment up a little bit. With my man, Ben Simmons. For the rest of the year, Downway Sports is on Ben Simmons' watch. Will Ben Simmons stay on Philly? Or will Ben Simmons find a new home? Uh, According to Basketball Reference, this place is my favorite site, by the way. One of his nicknames is the Wizard of Oz. And I wonder if that's because 
when you first see him, he's this big, grandiose thing. If you've never seen The Wizard of Oz, this reference will go over your head. But he's this big, grandiose thing. But when you pull back the curtain, he's this little old man just hiding behind a loud voice. Ben Simmons is a good basketball player. He's very good. He's, he, you know, I know everybody throws the word great out there all the time. Everything's great. Every, the, the, the air is great. He's a good basketball player. Let me give you my argument and I'll move on. Compared to the compared to the people in his work field, he's good. Compared to me, he's a megastar. If we're comparing him against the normal person, a guy, a fat guy with a torn Achilles, he's normal. He's you know he's above. He's a superstar. But when I compare him to his peers, he's a good basketball player. Uh, Simmons has been averaging uh, for his career fourteen point, uh, fifteen points. Just round it. 16 points a game, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Solid numbers. Solid numbers. Very good numbers. I'm going to blow something, blow everybody's mind. Philly, Ben Simmons ain't your problem. You got a guy averaging 15 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Stop it. Enough's enough. He doesn't have to shoot threes for you to win. You got a seven-footer who shoots enough of them and don't hit enough of them, quite frankly, to justify him shooting them. He averages eight assists. He averages seven rebounds. Work around his game. If Embiid is supposed to be the superstar he is claiming to be, that you all anointed him to be, then you build, you allow Ben to be him, and you move on. Enough already. Enough with throwing Ben Simmons under the bus. I will tell you right now, the fact that teams are lining up to trade for this young man just shows you how dumb executives, how dumb general managers and owners have become because they become so obsessed with the numbers. They're number crack addicts. I mean, my numbers, my numbers tell me Ben Simmons. Like, no, those numbers... Scoring, rebounding, assist has always been the key cornerstone of basketball. He's got the numbers. Check. He's got the assist. He's, he's dishing out dimes. And he, by him getting rebounds shows me he's hustling. Because he damn sure could just pull back and be like, I ain't got to do that. Funny enough, his numbers are very similar to a Hall of Famer. I'm going to name this guy's numbers and you tell me if you think he sucked. 19 points a game. 7 rebounds a game, 11 assists. The man only has, I don't know, 5 NBA championships, 12 All-Star appearances, uh, a 3-time Finals MVP, a 3-time League MVP. Oh, who is that? Magic Irvin Johnson. And don't feed me the crap, it's a different game. The game's still the same. You got to rebound, you got to pass, you got to score. Magic did it, Ben's doing it. So is it Ben's problem, or is it the bad coaching you keep hiring? Because the last coach he had wasn't that fantastic, and now the new coach he has, well, he hasn't won in this decade. He, In fact, he hasn't won in the last two decades, because his last championship came, um, real, if you really want to be realistic, it came in the second Bush administration. So let's stop with the uh, Doc Rivers and the, the greatness of Doc. He couldn't win with the Clippers. Now he comes to Philly, and he's killing a player that is good. Ben Simmons is a good player, but could it realistically, if they don't leave him alone, we won't hear about him anymore. Ben Simmons is a better. He's going to be a better player if they allow him to just play and develop. He is a six eleven point guard, and we're treating him like he's tragic. Twenty five years old. Like leave him alone. But the fact there's nobody trading for him is concerning. Every point guard don't need to shoot a three. Rajon Rondo's a great point guard. Tell me how many points Rondo score. I'm sitting. I'm waiting because he don't. But nobody would hesitate to get Rajon Rondo. If I ran the Miami Heat, I would find a way to get him. You put him with Jimmy Butler, you're talking about Real magic. All right. Let me get this out of here. We'll be back. Um, if you're listening, <laughs> if you listen to the podcast and you're listening, 
to us on Outlaw Radio. Um, right now, you're going to hear some America by Nas. If you're listening everywhere else, if you listen on Dynasty, you're listening on uh, Street Madness Radio, uh, <clears throat> you're going to get the News Bulletin, one of my favorite parts of the show. I like this. All right. Hey, this, and if you're watching on Facebook Live, there will be no break as another Tennessee Titan goes down. This is Downright Sports. Ain't you happy? I chose rap, I'm a monster Streets deceiving, can't believe my achievements Cultural strata, personas that of a non-eater Cause I don't need not a separate pot of beaver For cold winters, tattoos got my summer sleeveless Till my G's on the flea from the coppers Stiff bodies on freeze and funeral parlors From the slums I come up a phoenix Caked up trying to take what I'm eating Came up a dismissive kid You lucky if you allowed to witness this Savvy mouth Wild Hartley, a man's man who would've knew the beach houses and wild parties Jezebel's and Stella McCartney's For years, all that, how can I not be dead? This old German said I was a thug with a knotty head Looked at my bins and called that a Nazi sled With a face like he wonder where I got my bread Probably all these stones he see from my shows overseas From crime to rhyme, my story is I'm from the home of the thieves America Suckers and snitches the economy Lipstick from Merlin Monroe Blew a death kiss to Fidel Castro He want me to spit this, only the strong survive Nas bear witness The hypocrisy is all I can see White cop acquitted for murder Black cop cop a plea That type of shit make you stop and think We in chronic need of a second look of the law books And the whole race dichotomy Too many rappers, athletes and actors But not enough niggas in NASA Who give you the latest dances, trends and fashion But when it come to residuals, they look past us Woman into the fabric, they can't stand us Even in white tees, blue jeans and red bandanas America Relations killed indigenous people, built a new nation. Involuntary labor took a knife, split a woman, navel took a premature baby, lit a man, so you rape her. If I could travel to the 1700s, I push a wheelbarrow full of dynamite through your covenant. Let her sit on the Senate and tell the whole government, y'all don't treat women fair. She read about herself in the Bible, believing she the reason sin is here. You played her with an apron, like bring me my dinner, dear. She the nigga here. Ain't we in the free world? Death penalty in Texas, kill young boys and girls, barbarity. I'm in a double law casually, bugging how I made it out the hood dazzle me How far are we really from third world savagery When the empire fall, imagine how crazy that'll be oh, America. America. Called the Da Vinci of our time. What do you say to that? All right, here we go. Let's take the show into its home stretch, if you will. So the NFL, uh, the week, I'm in week seven of the show. So week six is in uh, pretty much in the books. Uh, and I think it's time we're going to do something new. Teams that need to hit the red button. 
I don't have a red button. But teams need to hit the red button. They need to hit it now. Um, take a sip of some coffee. Keep me going. Here are teams that are just playing bad. Currently right now, the Jets 4-1, just bad. Miami 1-5, just bad. The Texans 1-5, just bad. The Giants, just bad. Jacksonville, just bad. Detroit, good lord. Could, could it be possible in the same century they could lose every game again? Like, wow. <laughs> is that possible? Yes, it is. It's very much possible. It's so possible. It's likely to happen. How genius are the Rams? It was like Jared Goff, Vonco Deals. Go give it. Like, Matt Stafford looks like he was held captive for like the last, like, how many years he's been in the league. And, like, oh, my God. Like, poor Detroit. <laughs> poor, poor, poor Detroit. Uh, that's just sad. With that being said, I'm going to probably spend most of my time just complaining about the Giants and the Jets. But if you're the Giants, I'm going to tell you right now, Daniel Jones is not your answer. And you need to, while he still has some value, you need to try to trade Saquon Barkley while he still has some value. Like, you holding on to him, hoping for something to happen, and it's very much possible nothing is going to happen, all right? End this nightmare today. End it. Whatever the Giants has got going on, it ain't good, okay? You're going into a territory people ain't comfortable with, and it ain't good. Fire whoever the hell his head coach is, uh, the judge or something like that. Joe Judge, I think his name is. Strip this crap down and go hire the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator. Leave him alone and build. Let me show this. Let me do this again. And build. As far as the Jets is concerned, continue to keep losing because what your franchise seems to do very well. You know what the sad part about this is? The Jets actually ain't that bad. They're not ain't that bad. Yeah, you're right. Ain't that bad of a franchise. They've had some very successful years. You know what's you know what's deemed successful? Just make the damn playoffs. Have a respectable record. Being competitive. The Giants got the dog crap kicked out of them. Losing 39 to 11 at home to a team from the West Coast. I know travel's better and stuff like that, but historically, these were games where you catch a team slipping. The Giants are just bad. Bad. <laughs> Hold on. Me, old joke for those of you out there. Tampa Bay. Ravens. Bills. Good. Giants. Jets. Bad. Very, if either one of you were a stock, you'd be going bankrupt right now. But because you play in New York and the NFL prints money... You continue to be good. I think the amount of money teams take in should be reflective of your record. If your team suck, you don't get a dime. You see how good teams get really then. Just saying. They should work on commission base. Pay teams on commission base. Not the players because they work too hard. But the ownership and stuff, they should get paid on commission base. You get your steady stuff from the, from the window and the gate and all that. But as far as like that, the, that mass money you get at the end of the year, you shouldn't get none of it. I'm saying that because I'm a fan of the Giants, and I would like to see them be good. As I pull my Phil, um, Regis Philman. <laughs> Regis Philman from the Bronx, RIP. Just say Now, I got to move quick here. Who's the MVP so far? Can't claim one. I know everybody wants to give it to Lamar, or they want to give it to Allen. But Kyle Murray is making a damn good argument. Um, here's my candidates. Real quick. Here are my kids. Tom Brady, number one. Why? I, I don't know. He's 45 freaking years old. And he's got 2,000 yards passing. He's got 17 touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, oh, and he's 5-1. and one. Uh, Kyle Murray, spectacular. Love watching the guy play. I was kind of skeptical. I thought he was too little. I thought he was like one hit away from being like obliterated. But he just seems to be fast and everybody, oh, he can sling that thing. Um, Derrick Henry, why are we not talking about running backs for the MVP award? Why is Derrick Henry not a consideration? Derrick Henry clearly is on his way to another 1,000-yard rushing season that he's already at 640, 
with seven touchdowns. He has his team, and he's you know he's got his team being competitive. And then uh, Trayvon Diggs, cornerback of the Dallas Cowboys, with seven interceptions. He has more interceptions than some teams. I understand the quarterback's a sexy pick, but you can't have an MVP award and only goes to one position every year. Rename it, because I see what the NFL does. I'm paying attention. They give the MVP award to the quarterback, and then they give like the offensive player of the award to like a running back. Is that not the dumbest thing I've ever heard? If I'm the MVP, I'm clearly the most... If I'm the quarterback and I'm an MVP, I'm clearly the offensive player of the year. Like, What? I don't know who the MVP is, but my pick right now, if I had to pick, I'm being a hypocrite here, probably go with Tom Brady. I know he's, I know what I said, but he's 45. Now, Super Bowl predictions. Ah, it ain't too early for this one. I have visioned some incredible Super Bowl matchups. Oh, add Atlanta to that dumpster fire. But I've imagined some great matchups. Go with me. Could you imagine? Super Bowl Sunday. Where is the Super Bowl live from? Don't know. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with a lot of stuff now. Where? Let me Google it. Where's the Super Bowl? Where's the 2022? Not Olympics, which is coming up, but Super Bowl. And my touch screen. That's so cool. Oh, it's in California. It's the SoFi Stadium. Awesome. Hollywood. Flashing lights. Stars. Ravens, Arizona. Why? Arizona's defense really good. But you got the battle of the run. You got the Mike Vick Super Bowl, if you will. You got Murray Jackson just... It would look like a college national championship. That would be the most exciting one. The sexiest one, obviously, Cowboys and whoever, you know... Cowboys got to get past. Oh, Cowboys Buffalo. The rematch. From like, it'd be like a Rocky movie from like 20 plus years. Oh, damn it, almost 30 years ago. They faced off each other. You get the Bills. You get Allen versus Prescott. Could you imagine in L.A. the excitement, the jubilation, the electricity, if you will. It would Tear the roof off because the Bills have been trying to get back to the Super Bowl since the 90s. Oh, so have the Cowboys. And it'd just be a blast from the past. You can have all these relics come out of nowhere. That one definitely happen. Cowboys are good, but they're a year away, I think. I think their record is trapped. Not their record. Their schedule is kind of eh. It's very eh. It's very soft, okay? They were beaten up. But the Super Bowl... More likely, more likely, we're looking. Are you ready? Rams. Oof, I don't know. I know the Rams is good. Rams got to be there. Rams are good. Rams defense is good. I don't know who from the AFC. We can get Rams Titans. You know what I'm saying? We could. We really could. I think that'll be. Ugh. Oh, that's a rematch. Wait a minute. I'm tripping here. That's the old 1999 rematch. What better way for these two to match up again and then we can see a chance. Because I would actually, now I say it out loud, I would like to see that. Donald, Donaldson, Donald, yeah. And Donald taking on a Henry. That's old school gritty come here football. Just give Derrick Henry the rock. And let him just go to town. That's what we need to see. Yeah. It's probably going to be Tom Brady versus like every... You know, if I, I'm going to call it right here. I'm going to wrap the show up. If the, if the damn Tampa Bay Buccaneers make it back to the Super Bowl, I say, Roger Goodell, you do your job. And this should be... Your job is to protect the league. What you do is you put three weeks in between the Super Bowl and you pull a real Avengers. You assemble the best players in the NFL and you go, you know what Tom Brady? I'm sick of you. We're going to do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the league. And you put um, you put Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. You put Derek Henry at running back. You put Patrick Mahomes as the backup. You Three, four quarters is a different quarterback. You go, 
Right, you go Rodgers, you go Jackson, you go Murray, and you close with Patrick Mahomes. I want the best receivers out there. You put them all out there, and you do what you got to do to beat and stop Tom Brady from just keep winning. He's 45, and he's playing better than guys literally twice his age. This is kind of sad right now. It's getting bad. Like, some of you guys should be ashamed. I went over the minute mark. That's fine. This is how I wanted to enter Atlanta, okay? I wanted to enter Atlanta on fire. Thank you, Atlanta, for welcoming me into your home. Homes, plural, okay? Because that's what it is. And I want to thank Canada for allowing me to be its number one sports export. Yeah, I called it. I said it. God dang it. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Uh, it's been, um, uh, I'm really happy. We got a few more. We got one more show, I think. I need to wrap this up, like. I'm just over my time. I'm just over. The podcast can have all the time I want. You know what I mean? I but yeah. So uh, two more shows. Uh, Actually, yeah, two more shows, and then we take a little break, and then we'll be back coming in strong. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate you out there. Be safe. Be kind. Remember, it ain't PC if it's wrong. I'm just saying, if it feels like it's wrong, it's probably wrong. If it sounds like it's wrong, it's probably wrong, all right? So, it's, um, it's you know, tolerance is cool. Let's try that, all right? Uh, I want everybody to have a good day. Be safe. Be blessed. And uh, as always, deuces. No, that's not how I do it. Yeah, deuces. That's how I do it. Oh!